Hi, I'm Lucy Porter. And I'm Alexi Bolden. And, and this, this is Academia. Academia. What goes? How goes? Who goes? Is that a, I'm making that up. Uh, no, but it felt very Olivia Rodrigo-esque. Oh, I was thinking like the 1970s, James and the gang. Oh, sure. And potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you always come with things to say? Yeah. I have something to say. That's awesome. I took a train today. Um, I was very big. Oh. I was very adult today. Great. Yeah. I would love an elaborate elaboration. So I am not very good at directions. Okay. I think that, especially in, like, in Chicago, the buildings are so tall mm-hmm. and I get disoriented and there's a lot of people walking. Oh no, and she's so little. I'm, no, I she's just- so petite. <laughs> I just- So use, small. I use landmarkers. I was like, okay, I saw this this last time. But that's a problem when there's four Dunkin' Donuts on each block. That's a really good point. That is a really good point. I, I'll i hold my judgment. <laughs> and, and boy, Thank do you. I have it. <laughs> really? Why? Yeah, because it's a city. There's enough- differentiation there's enough landmarks i hear you i hear you and if you plot me in the middle of downtown i'm like i suddenly don't even know what state i'm in whoa i was so disoriented because i the train leave from downtown yes oh okay yes and uh yes it did okay so clarification this is like a metra train yeah i took the metro train i also took the subway train whoa yes I don't like how New York of you to call it a subway. Well, what do you call it? The L? I call it the train. But if I call it the metro train and I call the train the train. The train is the train, the metro is the metro. Mm. Welcome to Linguistics with Lucy Porter. <laughs> Welcome to Chicago 101. <laughs> First thing. From somebody who's been here for three years. You've got seniority on me. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Three years, one semester, and one summer. Honey, ask me anything. Okay. Uh, what is a hot dog? Oh, it's delicious. This is hang that that's hangs in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what's a bear? Oh, ow, eek. And a cub. Oh, baseball. White Sox. What I put on my feet every morning. Okay, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was very um doe a deer, a female deer. If that was you good. will. Very Julia Andrews of you. Yes. Julia Andrews. Yeah, Julia Andrews. I was like Julia Fox. No, no, no. <laughs> different person entirely. Get Julia Fox in a revival of Sound of the Music. What if she's a reincarnation of Julia Andrews? Uh Julia Andrews is alive. You don't have to be dead to be reincarnated. You literally do. <laughs> no. That's like old age thinking. You're pissing me off. You got on the train. <laughs> First, you don't know where you are. Secondly, Julia Fox is Julia Andrews. Two for two. And we're three minutes in. <laughs> okay, I'm, I have to do the rule of threes and piss you off a third time. So With what? My next, I don't know yet. Okay. Maybe. Okay, so you got on a train. Yes, I was very adult today and I got on a train and I went out to the suburbs. Um, the first time, I think, ever to the Chicago suburbs. Yeah. And it was such a... A, not a jarring experience, but I there's so many little <laughs> little towns on the outside of Chicago. I know it's so scary. I was like, oh, and get this, people live there. Oh, I know. I was like, you guys have lives. Oh man, and I'm like, what are they doing? There's just are so- they happy? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I got off at a stop, I was like, hey, quick question, just want to pull the room. You guys happy? I'm like, do you have like hobbies? Are you fulfilled? What's going on? Are What's okay? happening in the suburbs? I didn't. I'm trying to gather my thoughts because every town had a little new personality. Ooh, that's fun. None of them really had one that I liked <laughs> <laughs> until I got to this <laughs> suburb called Glen Allen. 
Oh, you liked Glen Ellen. I liked the little shops. Got it. I love little shop culture. Yes. There was one that had all hearts in the window and I was like, well, now you've got my soul. Yeah. My soul and my affection. I grew up in a little shops town. I really? feel very close to little shop culture. Yeah. You, did your family like own a little shop? No, my dad worked in HR. My mom works in PR. So it wasn't really like little shops. Did you ever want to own a little shop? I'm sure I did. Mm. I don't know. I would love, I would love, honestly, my mom has talked about this wanting to own like a trinket store. Yeah. Like wanting to operate just like a little fun, like one of those places that you walk in. It's like, did I need stationery? I don't know. <laughs> but now that I see all the stationery, I'm getting it. Like a little bowl, you know? I would love a little bowl or to make a little bowl is also, I see people make the, the pottery bowls. And here we've stumbled into my lifelong struggle of wanting to do pottery, but not liking the texture of dried pottery. Really? Yes. I want nothing more than to create something with my hands, but I have such an aversion to the texture of dried pottery. And I want to be so clear, not clay. I think clay is fine, but like those paint a pottery places, I, I like it makes my teeth hurt thinking about the texture. Do you have any noises that make your teeth hurt? Guaranteed I do, but I'm not thinking of any right now. coming to mind. That's okay. I was just thinking of like your pet peeves that make. Yeah. Your- from, it's more texture based for me. Mm-hmm. It's the, the dried pottery and um like raw wood. What? Like, um, like chopsticks that you get in a like carry out restaurant. Uh, those like raw wood. I can't use them. She's like, Oh, she, they put them in the it, bag. It legit. Like it, I'm getting shivers like right now talking about it. That you're safe. <laughs> Thank you. I feel safe. But I have like, I have enamel chopsticks at my house Oh my because gosh. I like, I like eating with chopsticks and I like using chopsticks, mm-hmm. but I physically am repulsed at the idea of touching. Oh, oh, and even like, oh, even when people rub it together, when people rub the chopsticks together to like make them less splint, I'm so they look, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey, look at me. Five things you can see, four things you can <laughs> You're okay. For me, it's more noises than texture. Yeah, what are your noises? Um, it's when people scrape forks against like the bottoms of glass uh-huh. plates. That makes my teeth like go into my brain. No, thank like, you. No, thank you. I don't think I have any texture things except for if something touches me really lightly and I'm like, huh, what is that? <laughs> it could be a hair. It could be a cockroach. I don't really know. Oh, those are the two. <laughs> a spider. Whenever. Keep listing. No, did you ever have that thing in middle school where people were like, you know, you eat six spiders oh, a and, year. And I'm going to be honest, I really have to veto this because I, I know exactly what you're talking about and I will throw up if we talk about it. Is that my third thing that pissed you off? Yeah. Did I do it? <laughs> no, and well, there's the thing. It's not you that pissed me off. It's that culture. Okay. I could never be mad at you. I should be mad at the <laughs> society. You're mad at spider culture. I understand. Yeah, because it's like I, that is one of those things that feels like it's none of my business. Spiders? And no, the idea of like, what like happens to us at night? Yeah. Where true. do we go when we sleep? And, <laughs> which is know. different. Where we go when we sleep. <laughs> where we go in, when we sleep is a topic I love and could talk about ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. What happens to us when we sleep? I have no interest in. Where we go when we sleep sounds like an Eric Carlisle book. Did you? He's the one who made that like the bear book and the caterpillar ones oh, with the watercolors. Yeah. Where we go when we sleep. We should get into children's books. I think that's the next frontier for us. I'm down. I think that we could teach children a lot. Uh-huh. And we wear one. Would they want it? No. no. But who wants to learn? Nerds. Yeah. Oh, and that's our main demographic. Yeah. That's what we talk. We talk to academics. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got to talk people down wait, off that ledge. Wait. Trains. You were on a train and you went to Glen Ellen. Oh, that was the entire story. (laughs) 
was that I saw the suburbs and I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the city. Did you have, was it like a nice train where you could get like a little cozy or were you on alert? I felt that I was on alert the first time because I was in a new space. Yeah. And whenever I'm in a new space, I'm like, okay, take, take into account everything that you can see. Sure. And I felt that everyone else was on, I watched everyone else to make sure that everything was normal. Like when the train stopped a little <laughs> bit, I'm like, is that, that's normal? It's when it squeaks like that, you guys, it's okay. Everyone, no one looked up. And so I wasn't alarmed because oh, they weren't okay. alarmed. Um, the conductors, <laughs> it's been a long time. Did since they I've have little hats? They had little hats. Yes. And the only thing I could think of was the Polar Express <laughs> and Tom Hanks' this character. Yeah. I was like, it's just like the movie. <laughs> and he clipped little tickets too. Oh. I was like, man, I should have got a ticket so he could write like hope or something oh, in my ticket. Oh my God. I love the performance of that. There, the there's like truly no need like they could have just like scanned your tickets but the fact that they're still doing punch holes yeah that's gorgeous that's theater to me really yeah that's theater of life baby <laughs> sometimes you gotta punch that ticket <laughs> i love a metaphor the conductors had the little jackets on with like uh, what do you call those things peplums oh, <laughs> the shoulder pads oh, ep epaulets huh epaulets it, it, it's what's on your shoulder i believe you or, okay, so epaulets are either, and nobody look it up. Epaulets are either <laughs> <your> phones away. <laughs> the things on your shoulder or the little markings of rank that they give you when you're like on a ship. Very different. I think they're the shoulder thing. Wildly different. And I do not want to know. I want to get our guest opinion because I saw, I saw a body movement. At the I'm going to be honest. I, I would bet that our guest knows. Oh, how much you want to bet? Nothing. I'm going to bet four chopsticks. Damn it. I don't want that. <laughs> the metal ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Sorry. So such a tangent. But you know what? There was that time in my life when the chopsticks were going missing in my house. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> and I had to do like a legit investigation because I was like, I... It was a time where I had had people over, but then a like week had passed. And then all of a sudden I was missing a lot of chopsticks and knives. And I was like, either the group of people that I had over at my house took my chopsticks and knives. And it's this weird bit that I'm not in on. Or my landlord has been coming into my apartment. Those are the, or I'm doing something when I sleep. Like those are the only those are the. Oh, that's hilarious to me that that's all that was. <laughs> and I sort of had to like bring it up to my friends of like, hey, it's totally cool if so. But like, is there like a bit going on where people are stealing my chopsticks and my, my butter knives? If I would have got that text, I would have been like, what is going on <laughs> with her? She asked if I stole her butter knife. Yeah. And I understand how humiliating it was, but that was the safest of the options. You and didn't want to text your landlord. Hey, it's totally hey, okay. Dennis. So, <laughs> Well, and Dennis is such a real one. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet that Dennis would do that. Cause like last year when the um, building property management of the building that I'm in, I needed to like renegotiate something on my lease and they weren't being accommodating with that. And so instead of negotiating, they just wanted to like start showing my apartment again. And Dennis, who's our building manager came up to me and was like, you're staying for another year. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out the lease. And he goes, okay, they want to start showing your apartment. I hid the key. They can't get in. <laughs> Dennis rocks. He, he's like, I hate the key. They're never going to get it. <laughs> and so then this year when I was not renewing my lease, he cornered me in the hall and goes, do you want me to hide the key again? And I went, no, Dennis, I'm leaving. I'm moving on. 
Did you cry? No, but we had a nice little we had a nice little moment, and we were talking about like L.A. and California, and he was like, "Why are you moving out there?" And I was like, "Well, Dennis, I'm a comedian," and he went, oh, "What? I've lived in this building for two years. It's never come up." Because yeah. why would it? Truly, why would it? Well, you don't know if he's a comedian. Oh, that's a really good point. <laughs> out in New York. Okay, catch Dennis on a real good time with Lucy Porter. <laughs> catch Dennis at Zanies <laughs> at Laugh Factory next week. Yeah, I live near Laugh Factory. That would work. Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory. Le oui, oui. Uh, bonjour, je voudrais jokes. And with that... <laughs> You didn't finish your first, the, the who stole the chopsticks. Oh, there's been no resolution. Because <gasps> everyone said, why would you ask me that? I think when I start packing all of my things up, when I'm like moving, I, I guarantee we're going to like find them. I think they'll be like <laughs> in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the princess and the pea hats under your bed. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're asleep, you're like, they have to be protected. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, I'm sure there will be resolution. But as of the date of recording, it's still a mystery. TBD. Knives out three. Chopsticks. Gotcha. <laughs> Knives out. Utensils out. Everyone put your utensils on the table. Tablecloth. Set it. Who's hungry? Alexi, we have to bring in our guests. We have to. And it's not even a have to. It's a want to, quite I frankly. want to bring this guest in. This guest is one of my faves. One of my favorite people. Truly, such... I... I'm in a, okay, I'll say it. I'm in a writer's group with this guest. That's one of the most intimate things a, people, a person can be a part of. And just from day one, like such a joyous friend, confidant, icon. I've only seen this guest in passing. I think we've passed each other a million times. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, how's it going? And then we had our first sit down conversation recently and I did enjoy myself and talking to this guest. So I'm really excited to bring them in. Let's make it not in passing anymore. Let's make it in current. Today we have comedy actor and filmmaker, Sarah, Sarah Bishop. Bishop. Hi. Welcome. Hi, Hi, guys. I love how you said recently as if it was like a few days ago and not literally like Yeah, you said that. And ago. I was like, was that the conversation you had while I was sort of running around the building looking for headphones? For sure. I like to leave an air of mystery about yeah. everything that I do. And totally. That's one of the things I respect about you. It could have been today. It could have been last week. Yeah. You never know. Nobody has to. No one's going to know. It could be two years ago recently. People don't know how long we've known each other. I know. Actually, so like I was going to bring up. us could be like two years ago. Yeah, I love that new tattoo you got in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Last thank time we you. spoke, you yeah. talked about the tattoo, but now you have it. The full yeah, sleeve is I ambitious. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, this is a large country and I just wanted to make sure I got all of the states Absolutely. On, onto my body. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, which one's your favorite? Um, it's one of the ones that starts with A. Definitely. Um, Those are good ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The really progressive one. Oh, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to rack my brain for what the progressive A state is. Would it be Alaska? Even then I have my Probably doubts. Arizona. I liked Arizona. Okay. That has nothing to do with how progressive they are, but I liked it <laughs> when I was there. Don't they have that place, Sedona? Yes. Sedona is gorgeous. That's where I yeah. went. Is that I went, what the festival is? What festival? There's a film festival, yeah. It's uh, like Crying Man or something. It's like Burning Man. Burning Man, thank you. I don't know if that's in Arizona. Also not a film festival, but. But I think they do have that vibe. Of a film festival? <laughs> that town. <laughs> yes, it's very, yes. it's like um, everybody has like turquoise, not the color, the jewel. Yeah, <laughs> and a tech company. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And a lizard. Yeah, yeah it's very not that. Not by choice. Very yeah. that. 
we did, there was like a whole, there's a whole company there called like Pink Jeep Tours. And that was like this off-roading like tour in a pink Jeep. That sounds fun. As a girl, if my Jeep isn't pink, what am I doing? Your um, Barbie movie fetish is making more sense now. With Thank that you. Yeah. Horrifying to hear it described as a fetish. I will be, I'm going to be honest. For you, horrifying. For me, clarifying. They really like, they're not too big to the breath. Well, I will say this is such a great platform to bring this to because you are the two people that I've been the most open about my journey with the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I am moving to LA specifically to go to the Barbie premiere. Mm. And this was brought upon via a conversation with me and Sarah of like, well, if I'm going to LA, I don't really have like a job. I don't kind of care about like career aspirations other than getting my ass to the premiere of Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Yeah. So the campaign starts now. Yeah. (laughs) And they say that like, the two most important days in your life are when you're born and then the day you discover why. Yes. (laughs) Now we know. (laughs) This is your why. Yeah. It's so bleak. I don't even want to continue with the bit. Like the idea that my why, even even in a joking premise, the idea that my why is a 90 minute film. Is it 90 minutes? God, I hope. Movies now are two hours. Or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Avatar, wasn't it three hours? Yeah. Babylon. Oh my God. I was wanting something in the background. And so I turned on the most recent... Um, Black Panther, mm-hmm. and I had to watch it in three different increments of like an hour. How yeah. long is it? Three hours. It long? was so long, and it's very sad. I have I vowed to myself to not watch it because it's so. Uh, I, if I know that something ahead yeah. of time is gonna make me cry, I'm like, oh, thank you so much for telling me that. I'm not gonna do it. Pro tip: having it on in the background at 11 a.m. made it less sad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have your windows open too? So yeah, everyone could I see? couldn't yeah. see it. I'm gonna be honest; I could barely hear it. Perfect. <laughs> and I heard all the characters' names already. So yeah, if you're not engaging on. with it, it's not sad. Oh, I didn't even think about that, man. Yeah, there you go. I thought I had to sit down and watch a movie and engage. I didn't think I could just no, walk away. No, Alexi, yeah, in you, this day and age, you be don't real. Have to. <laughs> Never hold yourself to standards. <laughs> Sarah, we're yakking it up. We're having a great time. But our audience, I can tell, I can hear them asking IQ test. IQ, IQ test. They're outside I- the doors. People right now. love our segments. People <laughs> and they love us talking about how much they love our segments. Uh, even on like dating apps, it's like people mm-hmm. match with me and then they're just like, Will you IQ test me? And it's like, Well, that's not what this is for. Yeah, yeah. Bus drivers ask me, Hey, you're Academia, right? People stop me on the street and go, quiz me. And right. I go, oh, please, I'm a private individual. Please, you have to pay for that. Ow. All of our guests have paid us <laughs> to ask them questions. Except for Sarah. We would never make her pay a dime. Never, Sarah. All right. So, Sarah, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. In our very famous known segment, um, we're going to go through and ask you a series of rapid fire questions just to gauge your intelligence, your wherewithal, your um, emotional capacity, etc. Are you ready? Yes. Now you can answer these as fast or loose or as hard and... Okay, talk about kinky. Okay, I, just, I was like, <laughs> what is the other adjective, the descriptive word? Sarah, mm-hmm. people often warn against chasing waterfalls. <laughs> what other geographical landscapes should people be wary of? Quicksand. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. Which is worse? The unknown depths of the ocean, the unknown expanse of space, or Into the Unknown from Disney's Frozen 2? <laughs> I feel like being stuck in space, watching Frozen 2. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> Your comms get broken and the only yeah. satellite you can receive is yes. Idina screlting at the top of her lungs. Yes. <laughs> Sarah, mm-hmm. translate this. Mm-hmm. Gucci, Gucci, Boo. 
Can you repeat that for me? Yeah, I can even go faster. Okay. Uh, translate this. <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, goo. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, I think that is French for uh, I want butter on that. Mm. Mm. Sarah, <laughs> if Gordon Ramsay walks into a restaurant to critique, what does Gordon Sheepsy go to a restaurant to do? Alexi is so I mad at me away. right now. I just turned away. Gordon Sheepsy mm-hmm. famously yes. goes into restaurants to steal their napkins. <gasps> Thief. Thief in the night. Sarah, mm-hmm. American Idol is created by showrunner Simon Fuller, who was British. What? <laughs> So after all is said and done, who is America's idol? What? Because he's British. Is his name not Simon Cowell? No, he's a judge. Simon Fuller is a creator. I thought they were the same I guy. I thought they were the same person. Well, we learn a lot of things on academia. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your question. Idol was Julia Roberts. <laughs> Great answer. Yeah, Honestly, yeah absolutely correct. You're correct. <laughs> I don't know what the right answer was until I heard it. And that was the right answer. Okay, Sarah, mm-hmm. decipher this note that I left in my phone at 2.14 a.m. It says, and I quote, half of an orphan is an Anne. What do you think I meant by that? Look, Lucy, I don't know. I think <laughs> maybe you, this chopsticks thing. <laughs> I think it's related to the chopsticks. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll do some introspective yeah. on that one. <laughs> Sarah. Stay with me here. The pauses are getting bigger and it's, it's getting more terrible. I'm scared. Stay with me. What dish could you make out of these celebrities' names? Oh, my God. Kevin Bacon, Steph Curry, Holly Berry. That's, that's your best one. You're really good at these. Ever? That was your best one. <laughs> Okay, so I've just been introduced to the concept of Thanksgiving sides because <gasps> that's not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have Thanksgiving. But well, I didn't know Thanksgiving sides were like the best part of Thanksgiving. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like these are curry pastry puffs <gasps> with bits of bacon. <laughs> Yum. And a berry sauce. Sarah, literally yum you did it you did it i'm not even gonna ask my last question that you was it to? i will it feels a bit anticlimactic now is this about the chopsticks again yeah sarah what's happening to me okay <laughs> lucy Look. lucy put the put your hands down <laughs> drop the chopsticks <laughs> okay sarah mm-hmm. final question mm-hmm. what does a broken clock is right two times a day even mean like that's something people say mm-hmm. kind of toward me yeah mm-hmm. and I don't know what it means I would love the context I don't think it's a compliment if they're saying it towards you oh sure well that that tracks did <laughs> 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 get a dead stare in your eyes You're like, that tracks <laughs> Are you I, awesome? I, I just I, think people should fix the clock. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. 
the people are discontent with letting it be right twice a day instead yeah. of being right all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it's like even if it is like I I just I guess physically don't understand how that even as like an analogy is true. Yeah, like I feel like if it's it, it shouldn't even be right once. Like you should realize right? that it's wrong <laughs> and then get <laughs> it fixed it. before it reaches. The okay, time I feel validated. Day, twice a day. <laughs> this is why we do this segment. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, because it, it isn't right. It was right for that time yesterday when it was working, but then it was broken. I just today. don't even think that's what the analogy is alluding to. That's why I don't and think it's a compliment. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately there it is. Oop, there it is, if you will. I associate that song with the um, scene from Elf. What I associate that song with a basketball game. Um, you know, one of those like life-size hopes that they would give to kids, those and one. My brother oh, yeah. had one and they would play a bunch of <laughs> hip hop songs and he'd be like, he'd hit the backboard, miss completely brick. Oop, there it is. Great. <laughs> Honestly, I love that. That's cute. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah, you passed. You did so good. Yes, IQ test. Yeah. Yes. Harmony. How long can we hold that? Probably long. Yeah. This summer I got really fixated on getting um, me, Alexi, and our other coworker, <laughs> Norm, to harmonize at work. Because oh um, we would have a lot of downtime over the summer where we'd just be like sitting at the desk, hanging out. I'm sure you observed. Um, <laughs> and I was really fixated on getting us to hold a three-part harmony. And we got close. That's amazing. We got really close. Yeah. Anyway, Sarah, we here at this podcast have a mission. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We want to explore and break down concepts that academia is too cowardly to address. Too cowardly to address. Mm -hmm. And we believe that you're a leading thinker Mm -hmm. of your generation. Mm -hmm. And you're brave. So brave. Thank you. One thing about my friend, Sarah, brave. (laughs) What is the topic that you have bravely brought to us today? Um, Well, Professor Boulder. Uh-huh. Professor Bolden. Mm -hmm. Uh, The topic that I have brought to you is... The American high school experience. And thank God we finally get to talk about it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And the reason I'm bringing it to you is that I have a very unique lived experience Mm -hmm. of the American high school experience and that I have not lived it personally myself. Absolutely. But I have lived it a thousand times (laughs) through American films it's pervasive. Mostly from the 1990s. <laughs> yes. So can I ask about your own high school experience and how mm-hmm. that kind of... Well, because for those who can't pick up, you're from Australia. I'm from Australia. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I had a unique and different high school experience from the American high school experience. Definitely. Um, I went to three different high schools. Oh, Whoa. And my first one was on an island. <gasps> and the gasp, the yeah. little gasp we just gave. Because yes. I'm imagining so many beautiful things. So many beautiful things. Also so many crazy things. My high school sports carnival. So like our athletics carnival. Uh-huh. Do you guys have those? Yeah. What's a, What do you mean by carnival? So it's like once a year you have a day where like everyone does the sporty stuff. Like, like a field day? High jump. Yes. Like oh, field day. Oh, yeah. okay. Great. Yeah. 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 Like track. <laughs> She's doing quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> that's not something we call it. We just call it running. Yeah. <laughs> which is the yeah, truth, which yeah. is what you're doing. <laughs> we we did a field day, but it was like bounce houses and yeah. like ice cream. Yeah, we got cotton uh, candy. 
and we get cones. ice cream, but you have to do the run, the oh, running part first. That's so rude. And then you get an ice cream. But in this first high school, uh-huh. so our sports carnival day, field day. I, uh, I think they're different. I'm down with calling it the sports carnival because that also is more fun. Yeah. Okay. So the sports carnival had to be canceled. <gasps> no. Because a three meter, I don't know what that is in feet. Couldn't tell you. Like Me neither. 12, Big. 12 feet. I don't know. <laughs> probably. Huge. Um, a three meter saltwater crocodile. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no, no. Climbed up onto the beach, walked across the road and onto our field because <gasps> our school was literally next to the ocean and it just passed out in uh, the middle of the field on the day, on the one day <laughs> when the whole school had been planning to use it. And we had to wait for the police to come. Oh, that falls under the police off. purview? Yeah, well, like, well, like, who else is going to come and get it? Is we there like, like animal in, control? That's what I would think. Well, just, there's like 2,000 people on this island. Like, oh, sure. Think, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's a really like, good point. Here we are thinking about <laughs> landlocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the policeman was probably the hairdresser as well. Like <laughs> they had to come and get this crocodile off. But yeah, so we had to like, we had to um, wait like an entire, like we had to wait until the next week to do it because this croc came and like shut it down. That's so, so that, cool. So I love the drama. Drama. That's my high school experience. That, so that was one. one. Of my high school experience. Was this because like you and your family were moving or were you just bouncing high schools for the fun of it? No, no. Yeah, I was a bad kid. I was like, <laughs> naughty kid. No, not at all. Um, no, my dad was a marine biologist, which is oh, why we were so on amazing. an island. So like we were there for like six years and then we got moved to Townsville, which is like, it's kind of, uh, in North Queensland, but it's on the mainland. Cool. And it's where the Great Barrier Reef is. So he was Ooh, working on that. Yeah. But in high school, like I, and this is where my obsession with American movies came from mm. because we were like so isolated and we lived on this island and like we could do things that in hindsight were really cool. Like yeah, diving and like going out and like, seeing baby turtles hatch and like, you know, like going swimming and like eating mangoes. But like at the time I was like a high schooler and I just wanted to go to McDonald's and go (laughs) to the mall and like, I don't know, see traffic lights. We didn't have any of those things. So like, yeah. So I just like sat at home and like rented videos and watched movies. And we only had a, we only had a, um, our TV only had access to two channels. And this is like, in like the mid nineties when friends mm. was huge yeah, and I couldn't watch it because oh, it wasn't no. on one of the two channels that we had. Oh, that's devastating. It was like, I'm still bitter about that. Have you since <laughs> yeah. watched friends? I've since watched it. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Yeah, I've since good. watched it. My, yeah. my parents briefly lived in Germany for my mom's work and one of her friends from work, Ashutosh, um, is from India, currently lives in Bonn. And so he has a profile on our HBO Max account so that he can watch Friends. Cause that's like, that's one of the ways he like got accustomed to American culture and was like, Friends was huge for Ashutosh. And so it's it's fun to pull up HBO and have it be Lucy, Sadie, Nicole, Pat, Ashutosh. <laughs> it's so interesting to me that Friends is like, um, what do you call it? Global. Like a cornerstone for American culture. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So what were the, what were the movies and the peaks into the American high school experience that 
that were formative for you? We think that so, like, I mean, you guys probably think of your country and you think of like, I don't know, the, the, this, the, 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 the icons and like the symbols of your country, I guess, are traditionally things like the Statue of Liberty or like sure. Mount Rushmore or things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the world, it's those red cups Solo cups that you have at parties. <laughs> that is the symbol of liberty and freedom. That is the symbol of America. Honestly, that we yeah. all. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> because we all watch those movies. That's fair. That's and fair. they didn't exist in any other country. Now they do. Now okay. it's like a cool thing. Like in our university or college. Yeah. Like people have them at parties, but it's like. Oh, look, we're like American high schoolers. Like, oh, my, oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny. So what were you drinking out of pre-Solo Cups emergence? <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't have cups. We had, like, <laughs> I mean, we were drinking out of, like, these things called, like, goon bags. Now, what's which is like, that? Okay, yeah. so it's, like, cask wine. Do you have those? Yes. So you have, like, the the silver bag of wine that's yeah, in a yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, box wine. Yeah, so we would drink box wine because we were really fancy. Um, but we also had this game. Um, it's called um, – oh, God, I think it's like Goon of Fortune. But it's like <laughs> – oh so we have, we have these like uh, – so in Australia we have these like um, clotheslines called Hills Hoist, which is an Australian invention and we're very proud of it. it yeah. It's one of the few things that it's, we've like it invented. It sounds fun. <laughs> um, so it's like a clothesline that is like one kind of pole in the middle of like your backyard and then it has – the kind of clothesline. Oh, I know exactly what you're off, talking about. Spins, you can like spin an umbrella. It. Yes. 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 But they spin around. So what you would do at parties in high school, because we didn't have red cups, is you would you would peg the you <gasps> take you'd rip the bag of wine out of the box. Uh-huh. And then you peg it to the um clothesline. And then you all stand yes. in a circle around the clothesline. And then someone spins it and then like whoever when it lands, whoever is closest, like they have to drink. That sounds like oh, immediately so much fun. Cause I've never understood the like concept or purpose of slap the bag. Like oh, that's never slap the bag. Slap the bag it, again. And it was just kind of like happening around me. I wasn't really like slapping the bag. And so <laughs> I, I could absolutely like misrepresent all college students across America by my description of slap the bag. So disclaimer, as far as I understood you, took the bag of wine and then as you were drinking it, somebody slapped it. <laughs> That's so mean. And I'm, I, now that I'm saying it, I do wonder if there was like a purpose that I just wasn't in on. <laughs> They're just, but like, that sounds fun. Like I would go and do that. Yeah. When you were ex- explaining that, Sarah, I was like, the people just hold their mouth open and like, it just like sprays across all of you. And you just, I think there are some people who play it like that, but normally you've got to hold it. You've got to hold the tab, I think. Yeah, there's like, like a nozzle. It's like, it's like a nozzle right. that I think you have to hold. So from memory, it was more like if it lands on you, you like, it's like spin the bottle, right? It's like mm-hmm. when yeah. the thing lands on you, then you like. That sounds so fun. Yeah. So that, but yeah, so the the red cups um, were, uh, that was a huge part of my lived American high school experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's so interesting because I had also thought that that was going to be a, par- a big part of high school and a big part of college. Yeah. Was be- it not for you? <laughs> ha, ha. <laughs> you think me who did <laughs> who did uh uh what did I 
marching band oh, <laughs> and, sure. and, oh, and sure. theater okay. and I did National Honor Society <laughs> and speech. You think I was at those parties? <laughs> you think my parents would let me at the house? But you you were around solo cups. No. Just, oh, okay. So yeah, I didn't even know that red solo cups were like a party thing until I watched like American Pie. <laughs> L-O-L, yeah. yeah. And so that, or, okay, this is going to be really embarrassing, but when I didn't, when I, it was like my junior or senior year of college or of high school and Madea's <laughs> boo, the Halloween movie yeah. came out and yeah. it was about a frat house and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be my college experience. They're not even going to class. Sure. They're partying <laughs> all the time. And I went to a school that was considered a party school when I was back in middle school, high school. Um, but when I went to it, I don't think it was still had that label. But here I was, I was like, yes, this is going to be me. Like I get to have fun. I get to be friends with people. That did not happen that way. <laughs> and then for, I chose for it not to happen. Yeah. That, that's not part of my identity. You Ooh. can drink out of a solo cup now if you want to. Nobody's stopping you. Yeah. I mean like the games, the drinking games and all that stuff like that. Yeah. Those sound fun. They sound. They communal. weren't. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest. They weren't. Yeah. Yeah. There was like one that we would play like Kings and that one is just like making up rules. Is that Kings for each other with the cards? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like other than that, I'm I'm more like a chatter. I like to chat and talk and dance. Like if I'm at a party, I'm not really like wanting a structured game. Mm. I guess you want to drink on your own accord, on your own dime. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of don't like abide by any rules. <laughs> and that's our difference <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah what movie stuck out to you the most when you were talking about the American high school oh, experience yeah. mm, I mean the American Pie films were huge yes huge I don't know if they were bigger there than they were here but like I saw that in a packed like it was completely sold out like really? a completely sold out theater yeah um, and we would do, we had these things called movie marathons which I think just added to this whole thing so I don't know if you have them here. Movie Marathon is where you would watch three movies in a row. And it was like structured, like at a theater? Yeah. Oh, But they're kind of deliberately set up for teens to have these like wild times. So like you, the the first movie would start at like 9 p.m. (gasps) Oh, fun. Yeah. And so your parents would drop you off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and everyone would be like sneaking alcohol into the theater and then you would get in there and you would watch like three American Pie films or you would watch like American Pie and then Final Destination yeah. or like Van Wilder or I don't know, like these sorts of films. And then, but like people would fall asleep. It was where people <laughs> would like have their, first, like a lot of people would have their first kiss. Yeah, of course. <sighs> like, and you would do things like, like I remember like, my first ever date was with this guy who was like the older brother of this guy in my class. And basically- That's so cool of you. That is the coolest oh, thing you could have said. Okay, yeah. but like, wait. So like, <laughs> so like he, cause I'm old as well. So like, we didn't really have like mobile phones. Like this was uh-huh. right before, like they were just starting to come in. So basically what would happen is like, if someone liked you, they would just come and sit next to you in the theater, in the dark. Oh. <gasps> And you're both just watching the screen and then they might talk to you or they might reach and like hold your hand. Ah! Um, And then sometimes like, you know, like there'd be like peer pressure to kiss them or whatever, but like not normally. It's kind of like you might just hold hands or something. 
Oh my God. So these- bring back pining. Like bring <laughs> oh my back God. yearning. But it's so weird. Cause oh. like sometimes you're in the dark. You're like, I don't even know what this guy looks like. like yeah. <laughs> and so like this guy came and sat next to me, which by definition just suddenly means like, okay, like we're supposed to go on a date now or something. That's so Bridgerton. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yes, yes. And then like the next day or like two days later, he like called my parents like home phone and then asked my parents to speak to me and then asked me out on a date. And then I went, we went back to the same theater for the <laughs> date. it all started. <laughs> yeah. And it was like just uh, so awkward because we had nothing in common. Yeah, of like course. Nothing, like, you know, because your entire experience has just been like sitting next to each other. Oh. Watching, That's so precious. Also, watching American Pie, mm-hmm. like yes. this horny film <laughs> about sex on your first date. Not even your first date. It's like no, your yeah. literal first time meeting this person. Oh, that's but that so was funny. Normal. Like that was how so many people hooked up mm-hmm. and met during that time. We had that culture at the ice rink. <laughs> it, it was it was that exact environment where everybody would get dropped off. I believe it was like Thursday night teen skate. <laughs> like it was something so dumb on like truly a school night oh. where we would all get dropped off at the ice rink and that was where it was like exploring social dynamics in the wild for the first time. Yeah. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of just base it off what you see in those films though as well, yeah. right? Like I don't know. Yeah. So that was like, and then I think there's like, uh, like we just assumed um, everyone really fits into those groups in those American films of like, there's the jocks and the nerds and the cheerleaders and like, or the popular group or like, yeah. and then the like random group of girls that often murdered people in those <laughs> films. Well, we had that. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. That American high school all the way. <laughs> That's funny. I think that because I did see those movies before, I didn't, my sister's way older than me, so I didn't have um, her telling me about high school to kind of Mm. be my guide through high school. So when I did learn about high school, it was through movies and stuff. Same. So I did think there were groups like (laughs) jocks and stuff, and I would narrate that to myself. (laughs) Like when I went to middle school and um, I was like, those are the sporty kids. They've got (laughs) Nike socks up to their knees. Like (laughs) in my (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I guess that I'm a band kid because I'm playing the clarinet. I did put myself in that. Oh, <laughs> in that that's precious. I think the most defining movie for me was probably the Bratz movie. Well, and of course. <laughs> the live action one because they did. The end of the movie was them saying, we don't have to stick into one click. We can all be everything. We're Bratz. <laughs> Profound. I said, that's my high school experience. <laughs> brats was like a bad word in my house growing up. Really? Yeah. Like, like brat was like a bad thing to call somebody. And like, even like, I don't think we really had Bratz dolls. I had to go to my friend Maddie's house mm-hmm. where she had Bratz dolls. Oh, were they like the naughty dolls? Yeah. They were like a little hornier than the other dolls. Because they had lips and... Oh yeah. yeah. They were a little more like <laughs> sexually promiscuous. Because <laughs> they had lips. <laughs> And boobies. <laughs> yeah. Barbie said boobies. Yeah, definitely. Greta Gerwig. I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> but similarly, I remember being in elementary school because I'm I'm the oldest sibling. And so I was like kind of figuring out a lot of that for myself. And a lot of my friends and a lot of the people around me were like all had older sisters to the point that like in elementary school, I remember 
getting like excluded from some sleepover. And when I asked one of the girls about it, they're like, well, you weren't invited because you didn't have a big sister, oh. which is like oh. truly like a, such a lie to tell a sixth grader. Like it was just like petty kid shit. But in my mind, I was like, Ugh, and that's it. That's what I don't have. I don't have a big sister. You were like, I checked all the other boxes. Yeah. I was, I was making a different point with this story and then got derailed remembering this. Oh, because I didn't have a big sister, I was seeking out ways to understand high school for myself. And I remember finding a book in the elementary school library that said clicks on it. <laughs> and it had, it was like truly like a picture book breakdown of like what clicks were. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And so I went on to the playground and I was like, great categorizing immediately, like figuring out who people were. But then by the time I got to like middle school and high school, I was like, this is actually really cool. We're subverting the expectations of our cliques. I would pay so much money to see that book today. Yes, yeah. oh, me too. <laughs> and I know, what the, I know what the cover looks like. I could like draw it for you. We'll find it. Yeah. We'll find it. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how like everything was so kind of labeled? Yes. And like segmented in that way. And now it's like gender's fluid and like everything. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's all broken down yeah. so much now. That's great. Which I think we can accredit to the Bratz movie. <laughs> <laughs> they said, you know those labels? Throw them away. Yeah. I know that people credit Gen Z for defying labels and everything. I wonder if we are the people to be credited, though. I think that through every generation, somebody is. Or people, yeah, guaranteed. People have tried to. So that's what I bring to the table for this American high school discussion is that yeah. people credit Gen Z. But I think that. People kind of have just been living their lives and someone sees a characteristic about them. Like you like playing sports. So I'm going to put you in this category in my mind and then I'm going to make a movie about it. And hyper, when you focus on something, you're going to exaggerate that trait and movies and such. And so people felt like they had to emulate that because it's in film. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like art, life imitating art, like art yeah. imitating life and then life mm -hmm. imitating art. Yes. And like, it really fucked up Mobius strip. This is going to be a really big brain thought. Oh, go off. But off of what you just said and off of the idea of we see things in media so we feel like we have to fit into that label, all of the social media stuff and everyone trying to put themselves into aesthetics of like clean girl or um, cottagecore or all of these things. We see that. So we're like, okay, my style has to fit in one of these labels. I have to dress like this so people know that I am this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I bring to the table is TikTok. Yeah. I don't want you for one minute to think that you have to state to us what you bring to the table. Yeah, I didn't know you how to finish that thought. Here. Red table talk. <laughs> I didn't know how else to finish that thought except for saying, and that's what I bring to the table. I'm like, period. You bring a lot to it. And this yes. table, honey, it's full. Well, how do you feel about that turkey I brought? So good. So yum. It's right next to you. It's so warm. You haven't touched it. <sighs> Sorry. It, it needs that side. Yeah, finally. <laughs> what did you say? It was a, pa a cream pastry. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pastry. A curry puff pastry with bits of bacon, Kevin Bacon, and the berry sauce. sauce. Are you a baker? I'm obsessed with the great British baking yes. show. Speak on it. And I've Speak started, on it. like, so I started, like, slowly dipping my toe mm -hmm. into the water. But what is, like, even more, like, inspiring slash depressing is that because I've now watched all the seasons yeah. of the normal show, 
I've now been watching the junior baking version. <laughs> There's a junior? There's a junior. You haven't ba- seen it? Oh no, my God. I knew there were different country spinoffs and I wasn't interested in that, but I would watch Little British Kids. Yeah, it's Little British Kids. And that's exactly the media I want to consume. <laughs> yeah. And they are amazing. <laughs> and there's something really depressing about oh. seeing these eight-year-olds and being like, they are already literal years ahead of me yeah. in terms of what they can bake. Like they're yeah. coming out with these like tiered cakes and like it's it's insane. They were talking about a um fault line cake. Oh what? Exactly. Fault line That's like what in impresses tectonic me. plates. Yes. Like the sheer knowledge of it. Like they'll say things mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh I guess I understand what that is. But then when they go off on these challenges and they're like, oh no, I know exactly what ingredients needs to go into mm-hmm. this. I'm like, how? Yeah. Why? I have a friend who's really good at baking and I was it's its own kind of science and math. Absolutely. Yeah. Watching her flit around, flit around her kitchen and like grab this. Like, oh, this means I have, I have half a pound of this. So we have to measure this, this, this. And I was like, oh what? my God. And it tasted delicious. So having British children bake in front of me would probably be really humbling for me in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. It, it's humbling and it's intimidating. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It was on when I was at some public place and they were using really like... Language that I didn't even know existed at eight years yeah. old. So I was like, not only are they intelligent, but they can bake. And that they probably rocks. got to skip school for this. Yeah. That's awesome. They probably finished school. Probably. <laughs> they probably, they probably finished school. They've been at like, what's that Those French kids are history school? They're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like old timey where like we take kids and we make them apprentices. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they're also chimney sweeps. Yeah. My, my <laughs> painting teacher went yeah. on a... 12 minute rant about the children that used to like work for the great master painters. And like, he just kind of like went dead in the eyes and was like, yeah, these kids would come in and they would mix paints and it was really dangerous, but these kids were nimble with their making of paints. And I'm like, it's 9am. I'm in river North. What are we doing? (laughs) Wait, I'm so the great master painters. Like what time period was this? Girl, I could not tell you. That's okay. Couldn't tell you. He, again, this teacher that I had was just really, um, uh, not interested in teaching us. <laughs> so he would say these things, like he kept referring to a certain group of painters as quote, the masters and never specified when or who he was talking about. Yeah, you're like, is this Andy Warhol? Uh, uh, yeah. Or is it like Picasso? Like, I'm like, for the- all I know, he's talking about himself. Like truly yeah. his teachers. no clue. But apparently there were a bunch of little boys that mixed paint for the master. It was Banksy. <laughs> it, was, it was Banksy. <laughs> That's nimble how- little boy. <laughs> yeah, what if your teacher is Banksy? I hope my teacher is Banksy. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever see this man again. The classes are done. <laughs> Aw, I know. Is it kind of sad for you? No. <laughs> good riddance. Yeah, it was it was good in the moment, but I'm good. I'm good. Well, now you can take up baking. And finally, yeah. I got into um baking scones oh. during the pandemic. That was my big Hang on. Yes. What do you mean by that? Because Great, let's clarify. For me, we we, we say, well, our, my Australian accent is like scone. We say scone. Mm. But the texture and consistency of that scone is what you guys call biscuits. But oh. we have it usually sweet with jam, which is jelly and cream. This is why improv is really hard for me. I bet. <laughs> because like every word that I say is not it's what the other person different. on stage is thinking. Yeah. And it like takes a while. That's so interesting. Okay. Quick caveat. And then I'll explain okay. scones. 
I was in um, Copenhagen and I saw an improv show in Copenhagen that was a team of like five people and each of those players had like three to four languages in common. Oh, wow. And each player was playing in a different language. And so then they were doing long form scenes where each person in the scene is speaking a different language, but they were understanding each other. And I, I only speak two languages, but like sitting there, I was able to keep track of what was happening in the scene and like laughing, like the humor was landing. It was one of the most like transcendent experiences I've ever had. I've never seen comedy that good ever since. And so that's like, that's interesting to me that you can have a moment like that, but you can also have your experience where like, if you say jam and somebody thinks you're talking about jelly and it halts an improv scene. Oh yeah. And we all speak one language on that stage. Like that is a group of people who like- That's just vernacular differences. One language. And we're still like, I don't know what the hell you're saying. Like- (laughs) It's baffling. Anyway, when I talk about a scone, I mean a pastry that is um, like harder, drier and flakier. It's gonna going to be thicker than a cookie, but firmer than a biscuit. Oh. Yes. That's a different thing. Starbucks has petite vanilla bean scones. Which are squishier than what scones. Okay, yeah. you're right. No, you're right. But those are similar. But you don't think that's similar to a biscuit? I do, but a biscuit to me has more individual layers. Yes, like you I can pull biscuit, apart a biscuit. Yeah. Yes, I think Pillsbury Doughboy. That has yeah. nothing to do. That doesn't add anything to the conversation, but that's what I think. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't move us forward, but I think as somebody who I grew up and then went to college in two different, distinct, but both biscuit-forward cultures. Okay, that's true. Yeah. I I have like a very firm understanding of what a biscuit is because in North Carolina, it's like biscuits are plentiful biscuits mm-hmm. and gravy and, and it's biscuits right. and gravy and they're okay. more savory okay um but then in ohio especially like more in like the appalachian area of ohio so like closer to west virginia that to me like a biscuit with jam like doesn't strike me as odd like that's something i would have for breakfast would you have it with cream as well not necessarily cream mm-hmm. When you say cream <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what, what's cream for you actually that's true because that's different too so uh, so traditionally it's Devon, it's called Devonshire tea Ooh. and it's a British thing and it's a scone slash mm-hmm. biscuit <laughs> with jam slash jelly. <laughs> You're translating in and, real time. And, yeah. and cream. Okay. Yes. Which I've now just realized what you probably think that means and it probably is different to what I think it means. So... Almost like a whipped cream. Oh, that sounds good. That yeah, sounds not milk. And that's, I thought you were like <laughs> dipping it in like what I would put in my coffee. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to knock it, but no, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. I was like a lot of dairy, dairy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's also to go back to the high school film. Uh-huh. So when we would hear people say, like when the kids go to the diners. Yes. After school. Yeah. Which is what I think you all do. <laughs> um, and then you have shakes, but then someone might order coffee. Mm-hmm. And then the waitress says, do you want cream? And we were oh. always like, ew, Americans <laughs> drink milk with like whipped cream, like thick whipped cream. That's what we thought it was. That's so funny. And I would say that going to a diners or finding a little hole in the wall place is more of a college experience. I would agree. School. <sighs> I think for a lot of these films, they kind of took things from college and just mapped them onto high school. 
Well, yeah, and, I, and also the people were in their 20s. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sometimes 40s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I recently had this conversation from like a screenwriting perspective because um, I was like, why why aren't we just making these college films? Because yeah. they're 30-year-olds. And somebody explained it to me of like, well, if we're thinking about marketing a film, there's more of a universal experience in high school. Um, not as many. It's not guaranteed that like the population will have gone to college. And so on a marketing POV, they make the films high school, but with like a typical college culture because more people can relate to a high school experience. I understand that. <laughs> I'm just picturing like this marketing person in the yes. studio being like, okay, guys. It's World War II, but in a high school. <laughs> yeah. It's like World War II film in a high school. Literally. Well, two that- demographics, two markets, <laughs> money. Oscars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was um, someone's critique. I watched a video essay of someone's critique of Wednesday, uh, the Netflix show, was that did it have to be in a high school? And mm. did, it, like, was, did it have to be Wednesday albums? Because it felt more like a sci-fi... Um, coming of age film than like it needed to be an Adams Family Wednesday high school adaptation. Yeah, think of all of those buzzwords. High school, existing IP, sci-fi, budget TV. Yeah. 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 They mushed it all together. And said Wednesday. And then say Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, you're gonna make all the Netflix hits. That's one of those shows I watched over my sister's shoulder. She watched it at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was entertaining and I did think that it maybe it didn't need to be Wednesday Adams. Sure. Because there were some things that were consistent with the Adams family lore that is present. Oh, and you're a big Adams head. I am. Really? Yeah. I, I watched all the original oh, TV shows. I was show. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's not sorry. Wait, okay, not to get us back onto track, but what were other expectations that you had about American high school that were debunked for you? Or some that still hold, because okay. you said the diner still holds. Yeah. Okay. So do you guys just like like just say what you want to your teachers <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like you just don't care. You just say what you want and you put your feet up on the desk. No, but kinda, <laughs> no, but kinda. Like Debunked. I had a very, like, I had a very colloquial relationship with a lot of my teachers but I don't think that's because I was like fuck authority I think that's because I respected authority a lot okay and on the reverse um there were some students in my class who had a reputation in school for speaking out of turn and saying whatever they wanted and I had never seen those students really get reprimanded at all Mm -hmm. so yes, yes I've seen it I have I mean, you're in school with a bunch of hormonal teenagers and you're trying to assert your authority at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. Things aren't going to go the way that you really know. Yeah. So I I can, I don't know if people are putting their feet on desks. I would say that the environment in a classroom would get much more rowdy when there was a substitute teacher. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's universal. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. God. (laughs) I had a group of um, boys in my class. They were a year older than me and they. We had a sub and they decided to all pretend that they were each other. <laughs> Classic. Um, so they would sit in different desks and then they start. This is also the height or the beginning maybe of recording yourself doing like pranks in a classroom in hopes of going viral. So they Ugh. were pushing each other. Armageddon. In. Yes. <laughs> they were pushing each other into desks and then would, an entire row of desks would fall over 
and they'd be like, oh, 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 so sorry. And they'd pick them all up and then they would rotate who did it next. And that would go on for Wait, 50 that's really good. Wait, minutes. that's actually really good. That's 50 minutes. And the, the sub was getting close to tears. And so <laughs> there were so many times where <laughs> people make jokes about it now, TikToks and stuff about how uh, the day after a sub comes into your class and your teacher's mm-hmm. like, never in my 15 years <laughs> have I ever seen a note this bad. Yeah. So I would say that 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 is that persists that. Okay. Writing this down to (laughs) add to the academic history. Great. Yes. Give us one more. Give us one more. Um, Okay. Do people actually slam each other into lockers on a regular basis? (laughs) Well, we've brought this up before. And. and (laughs) Oh, and there's more. Then high five. (laughs) (laughs) They have to high five after. Yeah, each other in camaraderie of the bullying. We did it. Yeah. Yes, that completes the American high school ritual that I have observed. Yes, well, we did that and then we would sort of transcend. <laughs> we levitated after we did that. <laughs> Everyone has a different thing they do. We all had to do that before we graduated. That's how I got my diploma. Wow. See, I got mine for dunking a kid's head in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. I was so worried that was going to happen. Really? Yeah, all the films were... <laughs> into like, I think it was elementary me thought that was going to happen and then I grew up. I experienced so much more like psychological warfare mm-hmm. than physical yeah but see like the psychological doesn't play as well on screen so i think it was less <laughs> it, does. it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't carry <laughs> i don't think anyone i don't think the lockers were big enough to fit children um i think they maybe made it that way i don't know if- well Whenever somebody would be in a locker, it was of their own accord. Like for us, it was like, in there. like I'm, I'm going to preserve their name for anonymity. But like I, there's one kid who was like, he was just so much smaller than everybody else. And I think, I think he had the mentality of like, well, I'm going to make the joke first. Uh, and so he would put himself in a locker to be like, LOL, isn't it funny that I can fit in this locker so that people wouldn't like make fun of him. Something I thought would happen is having like a a club behind a locker. You know how some oh some, well you so, were I was watching your influences Brats. are so clear, <laughs> <laughs> clueless and all of the fantastical high fashion. Uh huh. <laughs> That's all I had about high school. That was my well. Okay, not to just turn the tables for a moment, but can I ask you a question about Australian high school? Yeah. Ooh. As somebody who grew up in Ohio. Mm-hmm. where the seasons are volatile. My high school was very much like a cinder block cave. Mm-hmm. And I've always pictured Australian high schools to be like outdoors. <laughs> All the lockers are outside. Everybody's just kind of like in the sun constantly. Is that true? Uh, okay. So are, are you ready to hear this? Yeah. Because this is going to like. I'm prepared. Yeah. Okay. Usually. We don't have lockers. Okay. Then what did you do, Sarah? We just have to (laughs) carry around our own books. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. On our backs. (gasps) All day. In in a backpack? In a backpack. Disgusting. Yeah. It's gross. And your lunch because we don't have – okay, because this is another thing, right? Uh Uh-huh. Do you guys have that thing like in the movies where you have – a cafeteria, yes. <laughs> saying the word cafeteria, which we don't have, and you have your trays, yes, and you line up, and they just 
put food on your tray and everyone gets the same thing. That is true. Yes. For us, it was like they would put the food on the tray behind the glass and then mm. set it up on top and then okay. we would grab it from them. Okay. So no slopping for us, no food, just oh. whipping around. I'm probably around. getting it confused oh, with like prison shows. No, we, no <laughs> like, yeah. it, it does a prize. It's very <laughs> similar. We yeah. were engaging in slop culture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I found out, sorry, so but I found out recently because we had to put in like a little pin when you would buy lunch at school. Yes. And it took me so long to memorize the pin. And then I found out recently that's just associated with your social security number. What? Yeah. That can't be. Well, it's true. That's not, what? that's not legal. Yeah. Wait, so did you pay for lunch? Yes. Yes. What? Welcome to the American dream, babe. We all had to pay for we lunch. We thought you got it for free. Absolutely not. Public school is free. Funded by what, property tax? No, I went to public school. We had to pay. Hang on. So is that included uh, in I your- I meant the going to school. Oh yeah, going to, sorry, yes. Going to school is free. Having school lunch is not free. No, you can bring yeah. your own. But how many people would bring their own? It, it fluctuated. Like yeah. I became a person who packed my lunch every day because I didn't like what was offered, but then you could like choose to pay. Yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I would say like across, I think you can find across maybe areas of the United States or maybe across the entire United States. We all have like similar dishes yes. Yes. in our schools, which is insane when you think about it. A lot it. of regulation, definitely. I'm surprised Y'all didn't have a cafeteria or... Yeah, where would you eat? Uh, okay, so to be clear, we did have... Um, we would call it a tuck shop. Great. That's phenomenal. It's That's called tuck much shop. much more fun. How do you spell that? T-U-C-K. Because you tuck into your food. And oh. also food is called tucker. <laughs> like bush tucker. Is Australia like, is so whimsical. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, I'm just like... It's really not. <laughs> I can't wait to go there one day and just be transported into a new world. It's just like everything you say, it sounds a little bit made up. <laughs> yeah. It, it's <laughs> lovely. Tuck shop is my, I'm going to start saying that. Uh-huh. So, so we would have tuck shop and, okay. So like when I was in like primary school, you would place a lunch order. Did you guys do this? So you place a lunch order. You would write on a paper bag mm -hmm. what you wanted for lunch and then you put your money in it and then they collect, it, they collect your little brown paper bag and then at lunchtime- if you'd placed a tuck shop order and the tuck shop lady would come uh -huh. and get it. And I'll tell you a funny story about tuck shop ladies as well <laughs> in a second. Um, so the, the tuck shop lady would come and get, which is usually someone's mom um, oh, that works at the school, fun. you know, okay. or volunteer. sometimes the people work there, sometimes people volunteer. Yeah. Um, so they would come and get the order. And then at lunch, if you'd placed an order, if you were lucky enough uh -huh. to be like, your parents had let you get tuck shop that day, then you would at lunch go to the tuck shop and your like the orders would all be there and you would grab your order. But generally oh. most kids, most days, like your parents pack your lunch mm -hmm. and you carried it in your backpack around all day because we didn't have lockers. Now what's the story about the tuck shop? Okay, ladies? so this is like, <laughs> and this is such a like classic misogynistic <laughs> thing. Yeah. But in Australia, there is a phrase called tuck shop arms. Uh, yeah. I think I know exactly what you're talking yes, about. Yes. That's where it comes from. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I, I have not heard that phrase before, but you say that and I'm like, oh yeah, lunch lady arms. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's a thing. Yes. yes. That's a universal thing. I yes. think we're okay. bad to women across the world. Yeah, that's universal. <laughs> that's universal. And, and like bad to like the women that work at these like cafeterias <laughs> yeah. slash tuck shops. Or just being nice. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Kids are just mean. 
and oh, they yeah. just pick on like yes. who's in front of them. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That rocks. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's the tuck shop. So that's a tuck shop. So wait, I can't remember where this question was going. I, I didn't know that you had cafeteria. I oh, didn't yeah. know that you didn't have cafeteria. Yeah, so we wouldn't call it a cafeteria. It's more the tuck shop. My last question for you about Australian high school. What is your drinking age? What's the drinking age in Australia? And do you all drive Jeeps? <laughs> and it's so fun because neither of those questions have to do with high school. Well, <laughs> they're just kind of about Australia. No, <laughs> because we talk about drinking games in high school. Then we talk to you start driving in high school here. Okay. <laughs> That's funny to me because I think of Jeeps as like clueless, like sure driving oh, a Jeep. So yeah. to me, a Jeep is like American high school. Also, I'm pretty sure in the Sweet Valley high books, one of the twins drove a Jeep. That would make sense. I don't know those books. Yeah. Again, my it, age. It would track for one of I think I'm pretty sure one Jeep. of those Californian blonde twins Absolutely. in those books drove a Jeep. So to me, Jeeps are like, I associate that with here. Mm. But- some kids probably did like do drive Jeeps, but our drinking age is 18. But in some states in Australia, not the state that I grew up in in Queensland, but some of the southern states, they go to school for a year young, year longer than oh. my state, which they love to remind us of constantly. <laughs> as like a good thing? No, as in like, yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't as smart because you do one year less of school. Oh, sure. So like, yeah. But they, so they turn 18 in their final year of school. So it's this really weird time where they're still in school, but they can legally drink. Well, yeah. half the class, half, like it happens throughout the year, like whenever you turn 18, right? So they can drink and go out to clubs legally. Oh, weird. While they're still in school. And people do that here. Yeah. When they're like 16, yeah, 17, yeah, yeah, 18. Yeah. I mean, people do that as well, but like it's weird that it's legal. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a strange crossover. Yeah. yeah. And you got to get up for school the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And your parent, what are your parents going to say? Like you're 18. Like you can go to a rave until 5 a.m. legally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> this, I've learned so much this yeah. entire episode. Truly. I've been slack jawed half of it. <laughs> Just taking in information. Like, wow. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Before we let you go, we have to do it. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. It's another segment. <laughs> this is our other really good, really famous segment. People stop us on the street for this one as well. Uh-huh. Less frequently for yes. me. But um, because we've taken the time to really show our stuff, we're going to give a little valedictorian speech. Now, here's the question. Are valedictorians a universal concept? No. What What would you call the person who was like top of the class? School captain. Okay. And I love that. So this episode, we're giving our school <laughs> captain speeches. Everybody, okay. we're, we're going to just take a moment to express what it feels like to be the school captain. Alexi, do you have anything? Yeah. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Wow. Do you hear that? Mm. It's the waves crashing. <laughs> That's the turtles hatching. That's the crocs telling us we have about 20 seconds to wrap this shit up. <laughs> it feels so good to be your school captain, not only in academics, but on the tuck shop. I was the fastest tucker. Yes. And I was the fastest at field day and running. It feels so good to be camaraderie with you all here. <laughs> and you know what? 
I want us all to be school captains in our own right. You over there, you didn't get pushed into a locker. You know why? Because we all raised to the occasion Mm -hmm. of being each other's best friend. Because that's what I envision school to be like in Australia. Thank you. And the crocodile is That's what I imagine the UN to be like. (laughs) When we acknowledge each other's countries and our cultures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got something. I'm ready to be the school captain now. I'll give you the crown. Wee-oo, wee-oo, watch out. It's me, the school captain, coming through for a really (laughs) good speech. (laughs) I would not have been able to become the captain that I am without all the little moments that got me here. Like going to a teen club for a friend's 13-year-old birthday and getting exposed to club culture, rave culture for the first time at a mere 13 years old. Because yeah, it wasn't legal, but this is the United States, baby. Teen clubs exist. (laughs) I want to thank the boyfriend that I had in sixth grade. Shout out, Ian. We dated, and I use dating loosely. I use dating to mean we texted because we both had Verizon and it was unlimited texting for free. (laughs) We never once held hands. We just kind of stood near each other at the ice rink. At the teen night at the ice rink. All of those moments made me the formidable school captain that I am today. I thank you. I honor you. Captain, signing off. That's beautiful. Thanks. I really lost the thread on that one. No. no. I was kind of lost in a um, whirlpool of nostalgia, if you I will. I felt it. I felt yeah. it. I was there. I saw it. Captain, yeah. my captain. Sarah. Okay. Were you the school captain? No, but I'm glad that you asked that and that I could possibly project that vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have to ask. Since you weren't, this is your time now. School captain away. All right. Okay. So I'd like to speak to everybody that's assembled at the school. Jocks. Mm. (laughs) Smart kids. Kids who slam other kids into lockers and high five. (laughs) Kids who put themselves into the lockers first uh-huh and the pretty popular girls that may or may not have murdered other students <laughs> at the school now we all know our tuck shop ladies and we ask a lot from them but today i want you to ask not what your tuck shop lady can do for you yes <laughs> but what you can do for your tuck shop lady that was so cross-cultural. JFK who? <laughs> <laughs> that was so... Oh my God. I'm I'm forever changed. Yeah. Thank you. So I learned abso- so much. I cannot stress how much I learned today. Sarah, it was a dream. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having um, me. Okay. Before you go, do you have anything you like to plug? Where can people find you? What are you up to? Um. Oh yeah. So like I'm on this super weird Australian show on Adult Swim called YOLO Silver Destiny. The first series was called YOLO Crystal Fantasy and the second season is called YOLO Silver Destiny. So at the moment, episodes are coming out every Sunday at midnight and I voice- Didn't you recently get a shout out from Emma Chamberlain? We did in the New York Times. Yeah, so congratulations, if you want to be like Emma Chamberlain. Watch this series, and she also name checked. I think you should leave. Oh wow! And the office, and I'm like, oh, all roads lead back to Second City. 
That's good. They're Tim, gonna, Steve, you know. They're yeah. going to want to hear you say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Get a clean take. We'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if people could tune into that, that'd be That's great. So exciting. I don't know. I'm on Instagram. What's I'm around Insta? Sarah E. Bishop. It's great. Pretty uninspired. <laughs> My name and beautiful. Like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, I think that leaves us with only one thing left to say. One thing. Alexi. I love you. Lucy, I love you. Bye. Bye.